Hey guys, this is Gretchen. And Nick. And we are back with episode two in our series on why the bad things happen. Today we're going to be talking about um, the bad things that happen in our lives, whether it's sickness or pain or death. I think all of us, for the most part, have experienced um, death of a family member or a friend. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to try to hit three points here. The first one is what it was like before the fall, what God intended creation to be for man. We're going to look at um, the fall itself and uh, some look into some false teachings that are really prevalent today. And then we're also going to look at the good news um, for the end. So the first part we're going to look at is the purpose of man and what state they were in, not like Texas, but, you know, uh, what it was like for them before the fall or for man. All right, so we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 25. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. For Adam there was not found a help meet for him. Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall unto Adam. And he slept, and he took at one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. They are both naked, and the man, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay, so here we see a place where... God and man dwelt together. And we know that because uh, when the fall happens, we talk about Adam, or they talk about Adam hearing God walking through the garden. Um, So that meant God would physically come and walk with Adam and Eve in the garden. So they had a very close relationship with God. Um, And it was a good thing. Like I said in the previous episode, God set up work for the man to do and it wasn't a burdensome work until after the fall it was a good work and Eve was even there to take part in that work to be a helpmeet for Adam um, which is a very good thing so this is what everything was supposed to be like it was supposed to continue like this but of course we all know what happened Um, we have the fall so um We're going to go to the effects of the fall. Uh, We're going to go back to Genesis 3. We're going to look at um, some verses that we looked at in the last episode, but then a few more on top of that. So we're in Genesis 3. We're going to look at 16 through 19. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And sorrow thou shalt bring for children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. To Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow that shalt thou eat of it in all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. 
and the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return as the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and to dust shalt you return. And then verses 23 through 24. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to kill the ground from whence he was taken, to till the ground from which he was, <laughs> from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So when sin entered and the fall happened, we see a split in the relationship with God mm-hmm. and man. Because no longer can they reside in the garden with him and have that communion. They have to be put out. And you see the effects of the curse on the woman, which is in childbearing, um, where before it wouldn't have been a painful experience. It would have been all joyous, which now, I mean, speaking from experience, having children um, giving birth is still a joyous experience but it's also very painful and can be extremely hard um but very well worth it so this is what we see in the fall and also with the fall in that verse it said for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return we see death and we this is also the introduction of sickness and disease and pain because no longer is the body made to continue forever which is how god had intended it to be but now we see that man shall return back to the dust and for that to happen the body has to decay and die basically so that's what happens to us um we all die mm-hmm. and This is where we want to get into uh, some false teachings that we just want to warn you about. Um, And I'm going to let Nick take over on this. So there there are those today that would tell you that it's always God's will for the Christian to be healthy and to be wealthy um, no matter what. But um, if you read your Bible, you find that not all of the people in the Bible were always healthy. And they certainly weren't wealthy. Um, So if we want to look at... Paul, for instance. And before he goes on to that, the reason why we want to warn you about this is because lots of times the false teachers who say that you should be healthy and all this stuff, um, they basically will tell you that if you are not healed, it's because you are not right with God. But there are plenty of people who were saved and were in a good standing with God, which we're going to talk about here, who were not healed. And we see Christians today who have physical infirmities and who pass away, but that doesn't mean that they weren't in right standing with God. Yeah. So Second Corinthians twelve seven through nine. This is Paul. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. And it might that it might depart from me. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will I rather glory in my infirmities. The power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, uh, the main point is this this thorn in the flesh. People argue about what it might have been, but clearly it was something that caused Paul problems. So obviously he was not completely healthy. 
And here we see that when he prays to God to heal him of this or take this thorn in the flesh away, God tells him, my grace is sufficient and in your weakness, I'm made strong. So when we encounter sicknesses, it is an opportunity for us to let God show his strength in our weakness. And I have seen this in so many Christians who have gone through things that you can't even imagine and yet they stay faithful and they give God the glory through it all. And it just really is awe-inspiring how much glory God receives from that. And that is what we're here for, is to bring glory to God. Um, so I'm really thankful that for those Christians in my life that I've actually seen who have been able to do that. And there's some of those people in our church. And I would recommend that you go, you know, ask people their stories. They're probably willing to share. Anyway, continuing on. Galatians 4.13 You know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first. Um, this infirmity of the flesh is literally a bodily illness. So once again, Paul, when he was writing to the Galatians, he had a uh, bodily illness the first time he preached to them. So having an illness doesn't necessarily mean that God is mad at you. It's just one of the effects of sin that we still feel. And now we're going to go to 1 Timothy 5.23. So this is Paul writing to Timothy. Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. So here we see Timothy, another um, obviously very important person in the early church, uh, Paul's son of the faith, where he had stomach issues. Yeah, and so here we see him using Paul uh, recommending what normally would have been a treatment for this kind of ailment. Remember that we're all going to experience bad things physically in ourselves or in our loved ones. And it can be very hard to understand. Um, and the one thing that I think can help is instead of trying to figure out God's character through our suffering, which will always make us paint God in a bad light, which isn't a true view of him. We need to look at our sufferings through God's character. What does the scripture tell us about him and how he cares for us? I mean, if you look at Jesus with um, Mary and Martha when their brother died, he wasn't impartial. He wasn't unfeeling. He cried with them. Uh, he felt that loss. He understood what they were going for. And that's why he cried, because he understands when we feel that. And when we think about that character that the scriptures show us about him, we're not alone when we suffer. He's there with us and he cries with us too. So um, think about, you know, the way that God's character can and who God is can help us through those times because he is there and he does understand and we're going to continue on um not only does he understand but he actually has suffered himself so you remember the wages of sin is death and that's supposed to be our death but what Christ did when he came and he died on the cross he died for our sins he wasn't suffering for his own sins this wasn't something that he caused. Uh, he took our suffering. And 
just like in earlier podcasts, we talked about how Jesus always sets an example. When he calls us to do something, he does it first in the scripture so that we have an example to follow and we know that he has been through it. He asks us to um, remember in our sufferings that he suffered too and we can glorify him in them. Okay, so we're going to go to 1 Peter 4.13. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. So God calls us when we suffer to do as Christ did and to glorify God. And in that we share in Christ's suffering. So remember when we were talking about in the baptism episode, how baptism represents our dying with Christ and being risen with Christ? We also share in his sufferings, knowing that he did it before us and that we can trust him to help us through that. And you have a verse in Revelation. But the good news is, once again, when uh, after Jesus comes back uh, and we have this new, new, new earth and new heaven, it says that God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, speaking about uh, uh, the saved people. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be more pain, for the former things are passed away. And that's Revelation 21, 4. And so we see, especially here, how God cares about our suffering so much that those will be gone when he creates the new heaven and the new earth. And so that's another thing to really look forward to. Suffering will come. It will happen while we are here on this earth because of our sin, but we're not alone. We share in Christ in his sufferings, and we know that he is planning to take away all of the pain and all of the suffering and all of the death and all of the loss once we finally get to be with him in eternal glory. So once again, something to really look forward to, and I hope this has been helpful. So until next episode, we'll see you later. Bye. See you.